so it was very interesting because this morning I just, of course, I, I think about these words much earlier uh, and then we see if it actually comes to fruition on the day. Um, but this, this word is really all about being in the moment, living in the moment. And I thought it was very interesting how Matt started this morning because he said it's really important that we just make space and we listen. Uh, and we just kind of make space in our head and just focus, I think, was one of the words that he said, focus. And it's very difficult. It's getting more and more difficult for people to focus, to be in the moment, because even if you go to a restaurant or something like that, you can see that families will come together, uh, but most of them will be on a mobile or looking at social media. Or so, so we're even losing the ability to be together and in the moment, even when we sat around a table, because we're so distracted by so many things. So, so being in the moment and being attentive and focused is going to become quite a skill for a lot of people. For all of you, it's going to become a skill, okay? Because you've got to be in the moment. You've got to live in the moment and when you live in the moment, with faith on the inside of you, you can create a new moment. You understand me? When, when you live in the moment, when faith is on the inside of you, what happens is that you can live in that moment and then create a whole new moment from it. But you've got to be in the moment because otherwise you miss it. And that's what this story is really all about in Acts 3. And I'm, I'm going to show you that. Uh, at the same time, I kind of felt this morning, just as people were sharing, that there's something significant in this passage just about strength. Um, so we're going to read these words, and you can look up there if you want. So Acts chapter 3, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and then they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. What a fantastic story. And you all know the song, don't you? Does anyone want to sing the song with me? Come on, it's, it's one of those that we all know. Adam knows it because he sang it this morning. Would you like to set us off, Adam? <laughs> uh, so it goes something like this Peter and John went to pray 
They met a lame man on the way. He asked for a hamstermas of his palms. And this is what Peter did say. Name of Jesus Christ. Walking and leaping and praising God. Beautiful. Beautiful. Give yourself a clap. You did well. You did well. Son, you did well. Okay. So, it was many years ago since we sang that song, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, what a, what a wonderful story. Um, and, of course, the... This shows you that if you ask for the wrong thing, you don't get the answer that you want, do you? He would ask him for arms and he needed legs. <laughs> I've done that so many times. <laughs> okay. But there's a few, a few interesting things about this. So Peter and John, were going to the, they were going together to the temple at prayer time. So they were praying. They were doing something that they'd been taught to do. And they knew to do. And that's what they were going to do. They were going to go and pray. There's certain things that you've been taught. Certain things that God has taught you. Certain things that you know in yourself are right to do. It's not because other people have told you. You just know it's right to pray. And prayer is our... Ability to speak to Jesus. It's not some kind of religious thing. This is me speaking to Jesus. It, it doesn't have to happen in this place. It can happen anywhere. It can happen in the shop. It can happen at home. It can happen at school. It can happen at university. It can happen wherever you are. It is your communion with Jesus. It's you speaking to Jesus just like you'd speak to anyone around you. Speak, speak freely to him. He's waiting to hear from you. But Peter and John were doing something that they'd been taught to do. And a lot of us, we get taught to do things, and, and we know it's right to do things, but we forget to do them. But it's, it's time that we remembered that Jesus wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from you. He's in that moment with you, whatever that moment is. He is in it. But, but you've got to bring him into it. Bring him into it and ask his help. Ask for his counsel. Ask for his advice. Ask him what he thinks in that moment. He's there for you, right there. In fact, he's right in you, right now. He's here with us all the time. So anyway, they were doing what they were meant to be doing. You could say that. And now they're walking into a miracle. They're just going to walk straight into a miracle. And, and think about this guy. This guy had been there for years and years. So at this particular place, this guy who was lame had been there Every day for years and years and years. This means that Jesus probably passed him. It means that many other disciples had passed him. Many other church had passed him. And probably what they'd done is given him what he needed. So he might have needed an apple pie one day or a duvet to keep him warm or whatever it is. But they supplied whatever he needed. And of course, if you've been like that for years and years, you get used to it. Don't you? But, but today, something was going to change. Today, something could change for you. Today, 
Not tomorrow. Something today could change for you. Every day, something can change. It's not going to remain the same. Something can happen today for you. So anyway, he's there. It says a certain man lame from his mother's womb, so he's not, he's not walked at all. He's been carried by other people to this place where he could get help. And, and lots of people are carried. You know, we, we see people outside. We, sometimes we need carrying. But lots of the time we're carried. So he's carried by other people. And I just, I just felt there was something this morning that some people uh, are being carried at the moment. They're being carried. But that's okay. As long as, long as, as, long as you, you're saying to yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to remain in this situation because Jesus is going to give me strength. Okay, you've got to say it to yourself because the problem is that sometimes when you, when you get carried, you enjoy being carried. So sometimes you like it. You don't, we don't like to admit these things, but sometimes we like it and we get used to it. And it's a place we begin to live. But, but you're not like that. You're going, no, Jesus, I want to walk. I don't want to be carried. I want to walk and I want to help carry other people. I thought it's interesting with Nigel. Nigel's going through a, a real tough time, but still, he's giving out. He's helping. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't stopped giving what he can give. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? So we've got, we've got to keep saying to the Lord, Lord, I want to walk. I want to be strong. Wherever that place is in you that doesn't have strength, well, we're going to pray into that this morning. That's why I've got Fair just waiting here. Wondering what she's going to do because we, we, I thought it's nice sometimes when we just have a little bit of music and we can just pr- pray into something. So we're going to do that when we get to this verse. But <clears throat> so anyway, he's asking for arms, um, and we know that's not the thing that he needs to be asking for. Really, he's asking for the wrong thing. He needs some feet. He needs some legs. He needs some. He needs something with which to walk. So so you need you need to go. What am I asking for? What is it I'm asking for? What is it that I'm actually asking God for? Are you asking him for what you need? Because he wants to supply what you need. You know, the the problem for this guy is that he's so used to what he's getting that he doesn't... Yeah, he's just used to it. He's had this for 40 years. Wow, it's a long time. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard for people to give up the benefits. It's hard for people... To, to, to give back the money. It's hard. It's hard when you've become used to a way of living to get out of that way of living. But at some point, you've got to identify it and you've got to go, Jesus, I actually need something else. I need, this is what I need. What is it that you need today? What is it you need? Okay, what, what is it that Jesus can supply to you that you need? Because he wants to supply it to you. So, that, so this is what it says. It says, Who seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, asked for arms, and fixing his eyes on them with John and Peter, Peter said, Look at us. So, so at this moment, there's a moment coming. There's a moment. You understand me? There's lots of things going on, but there's a moment right now. The moment is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's now. There's a moment now that Peter said, now you have, to, you have to fix your eyes on me. You have to be attentive. 
You have to focus everything else that's going on in your mind. Ask yourself right now, what is actually going on in my mind? What is it that I'm thinking about? Am I in the moment? Do I hear the words that Paul's speaking? Do I hear what Jesus could be possibly saying to me this morning? Do you hear it? Where are you right now? What's going on in your mind? Are you already at Sunday dinner? Are you already in the park? Are you already somewhere else? Or are you in the moment? Because that is what Jesus needed. He needed for them to be in the moment. And lots of us are never in the moment because we're elsewhere. We're distracted by all sorts of other things. But we have got to learn how to be in the moment. And the moment is always, do you understand me? When you're talking with someone, it requires your attention. If you are not attentive, then you are not in that moment and you are disrespecting that person who you were talking to. You understand me? When you're somewhere else, when you're looking somewhere else, thinking somewhere else and you're talking to someone, you have just gone, you are not important to me. So somehow we have to begin to go, okay, Lord, help me to be able to focus and give attention to this person right now. When we do that, we begin to learn something really special, that God is in that moment. He's in every moment. It's incredible. And it can be something special. Everybody's going around looking for special moments. But listen, every moment's a special moment. Do you understand me? Because there's someone special that you're talking to. There's someone special. You're here for a special moment. This is it right now. They're in, forget about everything else. Now, God is with us together. It's a beautiful moment. Focus. Get rid of those other thoughts. This is where you can test how well your thought life really is. How, how good your thought life really is. And of course, it's easier for me because... I'm the one doing the talking. It's more difficult for you because I'm requiring your attention. But, but, but we all do this. We talk, don't we? We all talk. We all share. We all communion together. So we expect that we are able to concentrate and focus. Now, remember what I said because it is really amazing what's going on. People are losing the ability to focus on anything. They're losing the ability to be in the moment. I tell you what, you, you all need to kind of put away your, your mobiles when it's lunchtime and dinner time. You need to bring some more de discipline to yourselves so that you can go, okay, I'm, I'm in this moment right now with these people because they're important people. These people right now, just lay it aside just for a moment. So this is what he's doing. He said, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something. So he's focused, he's attentive, he's expecting to receive something. Of course, what he's expecting to receive is what he's received for the last 40 years. But Peter and John know what they've got. That's the other thing. You've got something. What have you got? What is it that God has given you that you've got? Do you know what it is? Do you know what your difference is? Do you know what it is that you have that is very, very special and peculiar to you? I don't mean peculiar in the sense of strange. I mean peculiar in the sense of it's wonderful. God has given you something wonderful that is, in the, is, is on the inside of you that God gave to you before you ever arrived here. He'd already thought about it. You understand me? You hold something that is his inside you. There is something special about you. That's what DNA teaches us. 
Isn't it? Everyone's different. Isn't it a beautiful thing? That means that you are different. There is something about you that is different. Do you know what your difference is? And of course, once you know what your difference is, because not all differences are easy to deal with, are they? Some differences are difficult to deal with. You know, sometimes if you haven't dealt with your own anger, then that anger can flow out of you in a conversation and it spoils every conversation. So you have to deal with the anger, but the anger's only telling you something about yourself. If you get angry every time you see something that's not right or not fair, according to your own mind, then it shows you that there's something in you about justice. Shows you that there's something in you about righteousness. Do you understand me? But if you're angry all the time, well, it's spoiled when you give it because of the anger. So you have to deal with the anger. What is it that's special about you? You are incredibly special. What is it that is special about you? Do you really know? Because Jesus learned his difference. That's what he was doing those 30 years. He was learning his difference and then he specialized in his difference. That's what he was. He was a specialist, isn't it beautiful? That's what he did for three and a half years. He just specialized in saving people, in redeeming things, in delivering people. He was a specialist. What are you going towards? So anyway, Peter and, Peter and John, they knew this. They knew that there was something in them that they had that they could give. What is it that's in you that you know I can give? Because someone is waiting for what you can give. You were the answer. You were the prayer answer to someone's problem. You were the solution to someone out there. You realize everyone has seed within them that is the solution to someone's problem. That's what we do, isn't it? As we, that's why we have this thing called money that we, where we exchange. We go, we go to the doctors or we go to a specialist or we go to the garage or we go, we go somewhere and we pay money in exchange for what? Something that they are providing to us that is helping us. It's giving us a solution. That's why you shouldn't be upset about having to pay money for your bills. Because when you pay money for your bills, you're paying someone in this room for the service that they're giving to you. And it puts bread on their table, so don't be upset about it. When you pay your tax, it's because we need roads and we need all these things. Don't be upset about it. The devil takes everything that he can. Don't you be upset about it. Pay it and be happy. Be happy. Be happy. I can feel a song coming on. But anyway. <laughs> but really, it's all about how you see everything around you, isn't it? It's all about how you're seeing things. So it says, silver and gold I do not have. So he knew what he didn't have. But he said, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So he knew that there was something inside him that he could give that would bring a result to this man. And, and you notice here, there is no prayer. There's no prayer. This is not a prayer. Peter didn't close his eyes. John didn't close his eyes. They just spoke. You understand me? They were going to pray. They prayed every day. But this particular occasion, they didn't need to pray. They just needed to speak and declare what was missing, what was the lack. That's, that's what he was doing. This was not a prayer. Some of you need to stop. This sounds bad, doesn't it? Stop praying. What are you saying? No, I already said they were going to prayer. But what I mean is you need to stop praying and start speaking. You need to start speaking the lack. Speak into the lack 
that you know you can give to someone. And stop being all humble because humble pie like that's nothing to do with Jesus. Do you understand me? If you've got something from God, you know you've got it. So stop being all humble. You got it inside. God gave you it. Really. Stop being humble in, in like a, a false way. It's, it's a nonsense. If you know that God gave you something, then you can give it away, can't you? Peter and, Peter and John just knew, this is what we've got. This is what we're giving. Do you know what you've got? Because when you know what you've got, you can give it. You understand me? That's what I said to Cynthia the other day. I said, Cynthia, get in touch with the president. Text the president and tell him, Paul has got a word for the president. Just tell him, Paul's got a word for the president. Did I have a word for the president? No, but the word would come as soon as I needed it to come. Because I know that that's what he gives to me. So I said, text him and tell him I've got a word for him because he needs me right now. Do you understand me? He needs, I've got something to give him. Everyone wants to take something from him. I've got something I want to give him. Text him and tell him this is what you can have free and you need it right now. Huh? And the president texts back and went, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm in Guatemala. But next time he comes, I want what he's got. Because we have to get like this. Do you understand me? There's a place that we're going. Everyone's waiting for something. But these guys weren't waiting for anything. They were creating something new. They were creating something new. Okay, keep focused. This is a moment, all right? Just keep focused. So they were going to create something in the moment. So now he goes... In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Rise up and walk. What happened at that moment? The faith inside him was released outside of him. So the environment outside of him was, was fueled with the faith that was inside him. That's what happened. The, the, the faith came out of him. And it's the faith of Jesus, okay? You've got faith inside you. It's Jesus that already gave you it. You don't feel it. And you can't beg for it. It's already there because Jesus is the author and perfecter of your faith. And he gives us all a measure of faith. So you have faith on the inside of you already. You don't have to wait for anything. You don't have to wait for the shivers or the... You know, you don't have to wait for any of that. You have got something on the inside of you already. What you have to do is release it. Isn't it? No one's saying yes. I just, this, is, this is what happened. I'm not, I'm, I'm not making a... This is it. This is what it says. It's clear. It's clear. So when they spoke, something was released from inside, outside. They knew they'd got something and they gave what they'd got. They weren't praying. They weren't praying. They were speaking. They were declaring. And they were saying it. And that's what happens when you release what's on the inside of you. Whatever might be on the inside of you, okay? So, and then it says, and took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately... His feet and ankle bones receive strength. So it's obvious that actually in Peter was the faith to create physical strength. There was something inside him that created physical strength as well as strength uh, for, 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 for everything that he needed. So, so when he spoke, strength came. And as I was thinking about this, I was just thinking, okay, so... Some of us need strength this morning, don't we? We need strength. 
Inside, who needs strength inside right now at this time? Who needs strength? All right, you can go. Yes, I need strength, yeah. Who, who needs strength? Okay. So, I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask Fair to play just a little bit, and I'm, I'm just going to speak strength. You know the area that you need strength, right? You know it, don't you? And I know that there's strength inside me. And I know that Jesus lives inside you. And I know that we're going to connect somehow, and strength is going to be given. So that's what we're going to pray, Okay. But, but some of you are not sure about this. All right, well. You, you understand me? There was a faith in the man to receive something. He, he, had, he was fixing his attention and his focus, and he wanted to receive something. Well, if you want to receive something, you can receive it. You've got every ability in you, but you've just got to, somehow the mind has got to go, hey, and I need to deal with this mind that keeps stealing from me the ability to receive from God. You can receive what you need. So, will you just pray, play? Fair? Just, it's just nice, isn't it? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I just speak right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you see everybody in this room, Lord. And you know, Father, the areas of their life where they need strength. Lord, you see it, Lord, whether it be physical or whether it be mental, Lord. Whatever the area is, Father, where they need strength, Father, I speak it in the name of Jesus. Father, I don't have silver and I don't have gold, Lord, but I know what I do have, Lord. And I know that I've got lots of you on the inside of me, Father. And I know that you have placed faith on the inside of me, Father. And right now, Father, I release I release, Father, strength where people need it. Father, And I, I want them to wave goodbye, Father, to all the other things, Father, that they've been asking for. But Lord, they're just saying they want strength right now, Father. So we say in the name of Jesus, Father, and I expect, Lord, that there will be a strengthening, Lord, in each heart, Father, in each soul, Lord, in the mind, Father, in the fibres and the foundation of the mind, Father, we speak strength in the name of Jesus, Father. We give it in the name of Jesus, Father. And we thank you so much, Lord, that you hear our prayers, Lord, and you know where we are right now, Father. Strength for whatever is needed, Father. We receive it, Father. And we believe for it, Father. And we say yes. We say yes, Lord. Yes and amen, Father. We thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Father, this says that the man receive strength in his ankles and in his legs, Father. And that he got up and he began to praise you, Father, and began to leap and praise you and bless you, Lord, for all that you gave to him, Father. So, Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Father, that you give us, Lord, what we need, Father. You are more than enough, Jesus. You are more than enough, Father. And even as we praise you, Lord, we thank you 
that you give us all that we need, Father, for every day, Father. We thank you so much, Jesus. We thank you so much, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. You were wonderful, Jesus. Wonderful. Wonderful, Lord. Thank you so much, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just want to encourage you as well. That many, of, many of you have already things that God has laid down. Well, all of you have got things that God has laid down on the inside of you. And you need to be, you need to be confident and bold to be able to give it away. You've got something. Turn to someone and say, God has given something to me. He's given something to me. You can turn to someone and say it. God has given something to me that is special. Come on, Naomi. You can say it as well. Everyone can say it. Debs, you can say it. You have got something special. Something special, guys, that God has given to you. Something special God's given to you. Praise God. Something special, Bex. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So what happened at this moment? Thank you, Fair. So wonderful. Thank you. Just sat there patiently waiting, going, what's he want? She thought I was going to ask a solo. <laughs> Thanks, Fair. Um, but what happened in that moment? was that they were in the moment. And when he spoke faith into that moment, guess what happened? The future came. Listen to me again. When he was in the moment, he was able to speak faith into that moment and a whole new moment came. The future came. You know, many of us are looking for the future all the time. We're looking for something more. No, create the future. Create it. You go, you can't create it. Of course you can create it. That's what faith does. It creates new moments all the time. New dimensions, new things all the time. That's God coming into the now and making it your future. That's what Jesus did all the time. You understand me? But most of us are waiting for some future that's so far away. No, the future's not far away. It's at hand. It's here right now. It's here. You make it. And that's what Peter just did. He brought the kingdom of heaven to the earth. And they started walking in the future. How, how do I know it? Because everything changed in that moment. Everything changed. For many, many people, it all changed. Because they all knew this man who had been there for 40 years. They knew him. And they went, heck, what's happened? Well, do you think it didn't change their future? Man, it changed their future. Huh? Do, do you think it changed the church future? Of course, of course it changed the church future. They all went, wow, wasn't that amazing? What just happened, the future came to the earth in the present. That's why I'm, the, the created future. That is what you do when you exercise faith. You understand me? No, it's phenomenal. It's, it, it, it is phenomenal. That's what they just did. Then they, they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So, so now this is what he says. This is interesting, isn't it? 
Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, uh, Solomon's, and they were greatly amazed. Now, of course, 40 years, you, you, your muscles need... He hadn't, he hadn't used his leg muscles for 40 years. So if you go, well, why was he holding on to them? He was holding on to them because he was just getting used to doing something he'd never done before, which is walk. Yeah. Amazing. So we have to be... You understand me, it's what I call aftercare. It would aftercare that. You know, it's all right to kick someone's walking stick out from under them. But you've got to be there as well. You understand me? And you've got to know, haven't you? You've got to know that you can do that. You can't just kick people's walking sticks away. Huh? I remember Kevin on this stage, do you? And we kicked his walking stick off. And he walked. Didn't he? Amazing. Don't know what happened to Kev, he might have picked up his... You see, the problem is that you can always pick it up again. Do you understand me? You can always pick it up again if you want to. For many of us, it's a comfort thing, isn't it? We like to be where we are because we've, we receive comfort. That, that's, that's the truth of it, isn't it? Many of us like to stay where we are because we receive comfort from those people around us. Listen to me, you're a different type of person to that. You're the people that are giving comfort. Yes, you can receive it, but you're, you're the people that are giving comfort. You're the ones that are going to go out there and give comfort to people. And we've got to learn to live in a different dimension, a new moment. So, it says, so when Peter saw it, what did he see? He saw something happening. He was in the moment. You understand me? He didn't, he didn't turn to Peter, uh, to, to John and go, okay, John, we better go for a, a McDonald's now. He noticed that there was something going on. In that moment, something just happened. When he saw it, when he saw what was going on, it said that he responded. So, so now Peter is going, something, God just did something miraculous and now it's having this effect on everybody around him. So now we're responding to the moment. You understand me? There's moments happening for you all the time, but because you're not in it, you don't respond to it. You don't see it. The amount of people who I see who miss moments that God's in is incredible. Honestly. We've got to start seeing that God is now. Get, get rid of this theology that goes, God's going to be. No. God is now. God is present now. God is in this right now. God brought you here to listen to this right now. God is in our lives right now. God is speaking to me right now. God is speaking through me right now. God is here. God is alive. God is good. He's right here. And we can have as much or as little of him as we want. But you've got to get yourself in the moment. You've got to be in the moment. You've got to expect and be focused. Go, yes, Jesus, teach me how to be like this. Teach me how to watch and to see what you were doing. To observe how you were moving right now. What is going on in people's lives. That's what he was doing. He saw it and he responded. And it was amazing how he responded. He was so clear, so clear about what he said. You see, this is, this is a lot of our problem as well. That we can, and I know that I go on and on and on, do I? Sometimes I just go on and on, I rabbit on and rabbit on. But there's something of God in it. God allows me to rabbit on. Do you understand me? He actually allows me to rabbit on. If he didn't, I'd just shut up. If it wasn't making an effect, I'd shut up. If it wasn't changing people's lives, I'd shut up. 
If something wasn't happening and you see, I can tell that something happens because whoever responds to this message the most, you could have all responded that way. That's what I know. Do you understand me? If this changes one life, it could have changed everybody's life. You understand me? The same power is coming out to everybody, but you were perceiving it in a different way. You were focusing and attentive on it. You were listening in a different way. But however, the person who gets it the most gets it. If they walk out transformed, everyone could have been transformed because there's power in the word. That's what I believe every time that I speak, that God is doing something all the time. Do you understand me? This stuff is really simple. You only have to think about it to understand that it's not profound spiritual things. It's just simple, logical stuff. Isn't it? It's not profound, this stuff. It's just how it is. It's how it works. If someone is sire who can be transformed in a moment, it means that every single one of us can be transformed in a moment. It's the same power. It's the same word. We just listen differently. So, so, so he, he, he responded. And then, of course, because we don't really think about, we, we, we're not really very thought through. We, we waste moments. We waste moments saying all sorts of things that actually, yeah, they're okay to say. There's not a problem saying them. But you've got to ask yourself, what I have to give, did what I am saying now affect what I have to give? Did it make it clear? Did it make it known to somebody? Did it bring them to another step? Or did I just waste a half hour talking about lots of things that mean nothing? Now, please understand me. I don't mean, I'm talking about when you're in a moment. You understand me? When, when you're in that moment and you know that God's about, what are you going to do with that moment? That moment could create future right there. What are you going to do? Are you just going to talk and talk and talk and just talk a, a load of stuff? That, and I hear it continually. People who just talk and talk and talk, they, they have no... They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're targeted. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just talking. Listen, it's all right to talk, but, but when you get to this stage, you're going, no, Jesus, every moment's a moment that you're in. Every moment's a moment that can help someone, that can support someone, that can give something to someone, and I want it to be a beneficial moment, a moment that works to produce something. Do you understand me? This is not normal church. We've said it so many times. This is not normal church, kiddos. It's not. We are going towards, we are rolling towards something where does we need to be equipped and ready and we need to be in that moment. It's like, it's like Nigel said. He had to be in the moment. He had to be in the moment. Was he going to do it? Was he going to do what? He signed his police uniform with all his stuff on and what's his mate going to think and all the rest of it. But he didn't, he didn't lose the moment. Nigel didn't know how that, that moment affected anybody. But it was a powerful moment, wasn't it? But we have to be like that in these moments. Do you understand me? There's so many that are just going past us and we don't realise God was right there then. And that was a special moment right there. That's what he recognised. He became very good at it. That's what these guys understood. You see, and then he goes through it and he goes, okay, this is, it's amazing how he does it. He goes, so I want to tie you into the past. You're not on your own. I'm tying you into your forefathers. Tied them into the forefathers, then came through repentance, 
came through repentance, came into the present, what they'd done to Jesus. Just all of it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. You know what? I read that. It took me three minutes to read what Peter said. In three minutes, Peter went, this is what you need to know. Wow. Huh? Three minutes, that's what it took him. So you've got to go, okay. Now if someone asks me, can I, in three minutes, say what I need to say about what Jesus has done? Can I do it? Or do I need half an hour because I'm telling them all the bits in between? No, cut out the bits in between. And get, think about it. What am I going to say if someone asks me about Jesus? What if there's a moment and I know God's in it, what am I going to do with that moment? If they suddenly say, who did this? How did this happen? What am I going to do in that moment? And I've told you many times, and, uh, and Nigel, will, Nigel and some of the other guys will say, this is, this is, people say to me, well, you've only got five minutes. I go, I only need five minutes. My Lord, five minutes is enough. Five minutes is enough to tell anyone anything. Five minutes. Give me five minutes. And always it turns into 45 minutes, 50 minutes, because they go, I want to hear more about that. But you've got to be clear when you start talking. You, you understand me? This is, this, this, is, this is the Holy Ghost training center. You understand me? It's a Holy Ghost training center. That's what's got to happen with us. We've got to get sharper and sharper. And be able to go, okay, this is what needs to happen. I was going to share, I was going to share about why, why. There's a, there's a little verse, you can think about this, you can read about it later. But this is what it says. Um, where does it say it? It says, it says here, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. So it was an undeniable testimony. Do you understand me? When there's undeniable testimony, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that people don't agree with it. If you've got an undeniable testimony, well, who cares if people disagree with it? I don't care. I'm not going to argue about it. I know who's been changed. I know who's been transformed. I can see the fruit of the lives. I don't care anymore what people say. In the sense of, well, you know... We want to see all sorts of spectacular things. No, no. We want to see signs and wonders, and you are them. That's what we want to see. We want to see you, signs and wonders. That is what you are. That's what the Lord calls you, signs and wonders. That's what we want to see, and when we see it, no one can deny it. It's undeniable testimony, isn't it? Isn't it beautiful? It's undeniable. Your life is undeniable testimony. It's beautiful. It doesn't matter how much they opinionate and talk about it. I can just go, yeah, no, but I've seen them. I've watched them for 20 years, and my Lord, they are changed. Something's different with them. It's a beautiful thing. But you see, the problem for these guys was that the law kept them all in, kept them all in a box. Law, law brings death. Death in a box, that's, that's what they had trouble with. Wherever they saw life, it gave them, it upset them. Can you imagine being upset that a man who had been ill for 40 years could walk? Can you imagine being upset about that? Can you imagine being upset about any of your testimonies about what Jesus has done for you? Is it not a beautiful thing? Is it not wonderful that Jesus is freeing you and delivering you and making you whole? Is that not a beautiful thing? Is it not beautiful that you can see and you can hear and something wonderful's going on? And then someone comes and goes, huh? What's that? Well, that's someone reacting to life. Yeah. 
You understand me? Because when you've been in the law and in a box, wherever you see life, you react to it. And that's what they were doing. They were reacting at life. It's what they did all through the New Testament. It's what they did in, all through Acts. They just reacted the whole time that they saw life. And that's beautiful. And that's what we have to see. We have to see life. You are living. Say to someone, I am living. I am full of life and energy. I've got the spark of life on the inside of me. I'm a living being. I am a living being full of the life of God. Come on, say it to someone. I am a living being full of the life of God. I have the spark of life inside me. I have his enthusiasm. I have his inspiration inside me. I have his motivation inside me. You look in that mirror and say, you are a good looking man or woman, of course. Huh? No, no, but really it's life that we have. It's the life of Jesus that is inside us that we have. And it's beautiful. But we have to sharpen. Every one of us has to begin to sharpen. Yeah, begin to sharpen. Because you've got something that someone else needs. You are a walking prayer answer for someone. You're a solution to their problem. You're a key to their door. You've got something. You better find out what it is. Because God wants to use you. And I've said it before. You know, like that little donkey, all tied up. He said, go and get him. I've got need of him. I've got need of him. Come on, you little beauty. Come to me. Huh? Huh? No, but he's got need of you. You've just got to believe it. You've got to believe it. Okay, I'm going to pray. Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful people, Lord. I want to thank you, Father. And Lord, I'm red in the face and sweating because I'm so enthusiastic about them, Lord. And I know if I'm this enthusiastic, Lord, I have no idea what you are like, Jesus. I think you, you're, you're leaping and hopping and whirling and twirling. and Lord, you, you give us life, Jesus. You have given us life, Lord. And it, your life lives in us, Jesus. And Father, we will not deny this life. We will not be ashamed of it, Lord. This is wonderful what you have done for us, Jesus. Yeah. And you are so good to us, Lord. Yeah. We say that you give us all that we need. And Father, I'm praying, Lord for every beautiful person in this room, which is every beautiful person in this room. Lord, I am praying for them right now, Father, that in those moments, in every moment, Father, that they would be focused and attentive, Father, that they'd look at people and understand people, Lord, and hear them as though they're there, Lord, in that moment, Father, not thinking about everything else that's going on around them, Father, but, Lord, that we would be focused, attentive, We'd be energized in that moment, Father. And that we'd be watching and observing for you, Father. Lord, we bless you so much. And Father, I ask, Lord, for, for every person, Lord, that you would use their hands, Father. Use the hands, Father. Use their eyes, Lord. Use their ears, Lord. Father, that you would use us day by day. Lord, every day, Jesus, use us, Lord. And Father, I know that you use people that don't even know that they're being used, Lord. Father, you use the hands, you use the eyes, you use the ears, Father. You use them, Lord, in situations they don't even know that you're there. But you are there, Father, and I ask, Lord, that we would know those times, Father. I want to thank you so much, Lord. Now help us, Jesus. Train us, Holy Spirit. And Father, if there's anything that I said that, didn't, didn't, that you didn't enjoy, Lord, please just take it away from our thoughts. But Lord, everything that was of you and your spirit... Father, press it home in us. Press it home in us, Lord. 
We want to learn. We want to be sharp, Lord. We want to be wise, Lord. We want to see, Father. We want it, Father. We want to live like this, Lord. We don't just want to live the story, read the stories, Lord. Oh, Father, we love the stories, but we're tired of the stories, Lord. We are the people of the stories, Lord. Father, we are these people. We are Peter and James and John, Lord. We are Esther, Lord. We are these people, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would just bring that spark of life to life in us, Lord. And Father, anyone that just continues to wallow, Father, in their own, in their own desire for comfort, Father, self-pity, Lord, if it's gone from comfort to self-pity, then Father, I just ask, Lord, that you'd pop them out of that thing like a pea out of a pea pod, Father. Just pop them out of it, Father. They are not going to live in that place, Father. Just pop them right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Pop them out of it, Lord. And show them that life is for living and it's all about Jesus, Father. And we want to thank you, Jesus. We're not going to waste another minute, Father. I want to thank you, Lord. Show us it's alive, Lord. This life is alive. It's kicking, Lord. Show us, Father. Show us, Lord. And I thank you for a beautiful, beautiful people, Lord. They're so lovely. And we're going to have a great day today, Lord, with you. It's going to be beautiful. Look at the sun that you've made to shine on us, Father. And we can actually feel it. It's beautiful, Lord. And all the food we're going to eat and all the fellowship we're going to have. Father, we want to thank you. We bless you and we love you, Lord. And we we say you are the best. Amen. Come on, let's give him a thumbs up. Amen. He's the best. He's the best. He's a good one. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) He's the best, isn't he? He's the best.